Hey there, folks. Welcome back. It's the Uticast, episode 187, and, uh, well, it's it's not our best work. I'll just say that right now. Uh, snowstorm, uh, guest got delayed, but we do the best we can. Uh, Heather's not here this week. She got stuck with a personal emergency with the fam, uh, but Justin Parkinson's back. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about Gordon Ramsay, weirdly, for like 10 minutes. Uh, we're going to talk about all sorts of stuff. Look, uh... We love you. We do the best we can always. Enjoy DisasterCast 2019. And, uh, yeah. Love you guys. friend it's nice to see you today it's yeah. not been a huh yeah all right <laughs> all right go ahead it's two degrees out right now as we record this it could be as much as negative eight degrees by the time we're done recording it they say the wind chills even worse out there <sighs> i was out earlier but the sun was still up wind was definitely blowing though definitely blowing out there so uh i just want to say right off the bat uh heather is not here again this week she had a, she's she, quit on the show. She's, she's got no, no constitution. No, she. they had an issue up at their camp with a heater that broke up there over the weekend, mm-hmm. and they couldn't come down until the guy came to fix the heater. Uh, she won't get in until late tonight, but she would have came right here from camping. I just told her it's fine. It's okay. We were going to come home when the heat was working, but now that the heat's broken, we're definitely going to stay here. <laughs> Suspicious. <laughs> Suspicious. Uh, I also had someone who I was hoping to come on today to do the interview, and they can't do it till tomorrow. Oh, no. Uh, so that's what why. What are you going to do? You know, unfortunately, that's why Justin's back again this week to talk about the Super Bowl, and oh, he's going to join us. We'll do the best we can. I just want to say, I know this isn't... Uh, we'll be fine. Stop apologizing for yourself. Well, no, because I just want to say, for the folks out there who are curious, I actually, uh, I'm actually really excited about some really uh, exciting potential guests coming up over the next few weeks. So Ooh. it's not that I have uh, have not been doing uh, my work or slacking. I have some really, really exciting people I'm looking forward to talking to. Stop. Po- Go ahead. No, I'll say, a, uh, a local politician we've never talked to before. I got an inkling on that one. So there's a new one. Uh, my good friend uh, Ryan, who I just made over the internet, who I met at the Mahoney's party, is coming in soon. So a lot of interesting folks coming in. I'm very excited for a lot of stuff in the works. So don't worry too much that you're seeing Justin again this Nobody's quickly. worried until you say something. Well, because Justin's back, and I know that scares people when he comes out. It's true. <laughs> true. Everybody, our Stitcher number is just plummeted. <laughs> down the number cratered down for episode number, number 187. Uh, we couldn't talk about it last time, but since you're, it's Could announced. Could we not? What was it? Well, the thing that your family announced you didn't want to talk oh, about. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My brother and his wife are having a kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uncle Kev. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> and they're not finding out what the what the sex is yet? Do they know? I don't think anybody knows yet. I think it's still like a zygote. Are they going to Are they gonna do the thing, though? They're they... on the fence. Yeah. Uh, they've both been, both of their positions are pretty much like, well, you know, we said, we always said we weren't going to find out, but I think they both want to know. So I, I want to know. I would have to I know. I have to know. How are you going to prepare? I mean, I'm not good right? with stuff like, like that. Like, even if somebody's like, oh, I got a thing I got to tell you, but I'll tell you about it later. I can't, I can't wait. Like, I need to know now. If there's information <laughs> to be known, 
that I know needs to be known, but I don't know what it is. I have yeah. to know. Okay, <laughs> got to know. I have to know. No, I think you're gonna you're gonna dig. I love doing the uncle thing. It's like yeah. the, it's like the best part of being a parent without all the real like hardcore responsibility aspects. Seems of like it. it. Seems like it. And you know, and for you, it was a little bit different. I know because when you were. You know, when your nieces and nephews were being born, you weren't really around. They were living, like, downstate or living out in the Midwest. For half of them, I was there for a lot of it. You know what I mean? For, like, a fair chunk of it. But it's going to be nice just having, you know, my brother and his wife live here in Utica. You know what I mean? So it's going to be nice having them close all the time. That's pretty pretty sweet, actually, too. Yeah, yeah. uh, your brother, I feel like, is going to be the best dad. Oh, my God, yeah. He's going to be amazing. about that. I can't think of many people I know that would be better dads mm-hmm. than my brother. Oh, no, he's going to be the best. I'm, I'm very excited to see what goes forward. Best, I best can't regards. Wait, I can't wait to, for now the rest of his life officially be able to tease him when he does stuff that reminds me of our dad. Oh, my God. Of our yeah. collective dad, because he's going to do a lot of that. <laughs> Uh, so we survived the 2019 snowpocalypse. I would say, would you say it was as bad as expected, or was it less? As bad as I expected, or is the some of the hot take artists? Some uh, of the hot take artists out there. No, it's never as bad as the, as the hot take artists expect it to be. I didn't think it was so bad. Thank God our snowblower worked, though. That's all I'm going to say about... Uh, like the idea of shoveling our whole driveway after we use the snowblower for like yeah, ten if minutes. If you're not, if you're not snowblowing, <laughs> I mean, snowblowers aren't that expensive. I don't even. I don't know what the running rate in a snowblower is, but really, I, it just makes me wonder. I thought about this the whole time when I was out there because we shoveled like the drive, the the porch basically, and the front steps, and then we're like, let's just we drug the cars out. And then we had the snow- I shoveled that walk too. Yeah, the walk. Yeah, that yeah. walk was. Treacherous, the drifts. <laughs> um, but like we, once I started using the snowblower, I was like, "Yeah, I can't imagine this would have been a three-hour thing." And I guess that's why I'll never be an inventor, because if I find something that is, uh, like, I would have just given up. If I, mm-hmm. you know, if, I if there were no snowblowers, now we're out there with a shovel mm-hmm. after like an hour. I'm like, no, I sur- I surrender. The snow wins, and that you know. But a smart person, they went out and invented the snowblower. I don't know. That's the. <laughs> It's what separates me. I mean, <laughs> separates you from the boys, I guess. <laughs> oh, no, I threw my phone. What are you doing? I don't know. I'm oh, dropping. Apart. You're wearing a crazy hat, too. You don't like this Knicks hat? I, it's not that I don't like that Knicks hat. It's just I don't think I've ever seen you wear that Knicks hat. And, like, you're in the house. You're not going anywhere. You're not doing anything. But all of a sudden, it's a jaunty hat. Uh, now you're throwing your phone. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of stuff happening here. It's been a weird day. Uh, it's been snowed in for too long. You're going stir crazy. It's true. Cabin well, fever. So let's get into, I guess, the... It is true. I have a little bit of cabin fever. It's too cold to go out there in the That's world. That's why I had to get out today. Yeah. I had to get out for a little bit. Good to get out there in the world. You made this nice fire, though. I don't want to go outside. Well, um, I'm not telling you to live your life. Um, all right. So, again, I, I went through a lot of this stuff under the assumption that Heather was going to be here for it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know if you have any thoughts about why some kids are picky eaters, but that doesn't seem to be really tailored for us since we don't have any kids. I mean, I've got my theories, but I don't know what kind of water <laughs> they might hold close to none, I'd say. Uh, so I guess uh, I guess I'll plow through the rest of the stuff that we were going to do. Uh, I had a segment of sort of the viral sensation of the week. Have you seen everybody out here doing these 10-year challenges on the internet? Yeah. Did you do... It doesn't strike me as something you would have done. I did think about it no. for about five minutes. But uh, I don't know. I feel like this is one of those things like a high school reunion that unless you're doing way better or unless you have a really good sense of humor, I'm not feeling like showing 10 years from now compared to 10 years ago is a great upgrade. 
I know. I think that, I mean, you know, it, it could in many ways, and I think that it all comes down to how well you can take a picture. Um, <laughs> yes. You're, you get to pick, you know, the best and the best, or pick them in whatever way. Uh, this is one of those things when the when the crazies on the internet, the real crazies, you know what I mean? Not just your run-of-the-mill crazies. But when they propose the idea that this is all to just help the government oh big data uh, organize oh. organize exactly <laughs> yes. the facial recognition and the aging <laughs> software where they're like now we need to get everybody to submit like that's why they say that they started selfies and like made it a thing yes. and put it in there for the culture and it's now they're like, doing this to basically like backdoor teach their AI that was a take that I read do about you know, it. do it you not wild. buy it I, 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 I would you know what the it. worst part is it's not that I think that's what's happening but I feel like if it came to light that that's what's happening then I'll be like yeah Mm. Yeah, it makes sense, actually. That's about right. <laughs> uh, the best one I saw with this was a lot of, like, environmentalist types were putting up, like, these 10-year... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... You're not going to like those. Yeah, those were pretty Those were pretty stark. Those were pretty impressive. Although, if you want to feel an uplifting one, here's a couple nice, uplifting things I saw in the 10-year challenge. Uh, over the last 10 years, extreme poverty has dropped from 18% to 8.6% uh, worldwide. Mm. Child mortality rates have dropped uh, 2%. Youth literate youth illiteracy rates have dropped 3% and life expectancy has gone up 3% uh, illiteracy has dropped oh yeah youth illiteracy has dropped 3% Uh, that's not good good. and life expectancy has gone up 3 years that's probably that's good or bad depending dropped in America well Uh. (laughs) we don't take well we don't take great care of uh, of ourselves with all this stuff we do or each other nothing no we don't like each other uh I I'll guess I'll wait to get into the, uh, the... I do have a small politics section. Uh, I have a question about something though, that I read this week, and it kind of scared me. Have you read about Afterpay? Have you heard about this? It's a new startup? No. Okay. Maybe. What do they do? So it's a installment payment service for uh-huh. like a lot of like stores, high-end, like high-end to mid-end stores. Like I think Urban Outfitters is like the first... Like, sure. Yeah, yeah. And the idea, it's basically layaway, right? You can split your payment into four separate payments, except uh-huh. you don't have to wait to pay to get the stuff. You just get it, and you get the uh, the payment. Yes, so, right. I just feel like this is something that definitely would have gotten me in trouble when I were younger. I would yeah. not have had the responsibility to make this like work as a good decision. I mean, it's it's financing. Yeah, right. I mean, that's all it is. Like you're getting it, and you're making payments on it. That's yeah, no but, different. That's no not. How is that different than putting it like on a credit card? I suppose it is. It's like uh, because it's not backed by a credit card; it's backed by like an app company. It's like a, you know, it's not like backed by a bank. I suppose there's no like it's backed by a, it's just another company. I suppose I don't or know. The I just thought... If the company is is guaranteeing monies and credits for payments to be made in the future, I don't see how that makes them any difference. Because they call themselves something different. Because they branded themselves differently. I suppose doing I guess it's a good the point. Same thing. I don't know. I was just I I was one of those guys who stayed away from using a credit card up until like my thirties, uh-huh. right? So even like now, I don't like using a credit card. Sure. So I feel like having an app on my phone that means I could spread out the cost of payment on like a guitar over four weeks would definitely have led me to making like much more irresponsible purchases at like a time in my life when I was making irresponsible purchases. Yes. Yeah. That's have all. You, have you told GFOP Steve about this app? No, because I feel yet. like that'll be the final, the final nail in his coffin. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared that he's gonna overhear us in the green room. Uh, I guess again, I'll move on from that, and let's get into. I guess I have some basic politics stuff because there's a lot of politics stuff this week. We are it's getting faster and faster. Time's speeding up. We're in day thirty of mm-hmm. the of the shutdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so much stuff going on with. 
with the with the shutdown in terms of debate. I want to I want to try and run through a few things. Did we miss talking about him giving burgers to the Clemson football team last week? Did we not talk about that? I don't know. <laughs> Did we not discuss it? I don't know. Because uh, I feel like that's the kind of thing that I would have wanted to talk about, and then uh, it just sort of got pushed away by the reality of like forty tweets. So over much the stuff weekend. happens. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was interesting, though, um, over the weekend there was the BuzzFeed story that came out that mm-hmm. seemed to ignite everyone's discussion on we should impeach this guy. Mm-hmm. And then Mueller comes out and sort of disputes it. Uh, in a weird way, it's kind of good that he did, right? Like, it shows that he's not, like, on one side or the other, that he stands behind the validity of the entity story, even if it seems like it's something that he would want to be true. Well, he can come out, he can come out and say that the story was wrong. He, all he said, he said that statements that they made about evidence they had seen was not consistent with with investigations going on within the special counsel's office. Yeah. Um, and he used very particular, very specific legal language uh, to leave a lot of room for maneuverability. And, you know, keep in mind the fact that he, there was also a lot of investigations going on in the Southern District of New York who were also federal prosecutors. Yeah. So for BuzzFeed to come out and be like, no, federal prosecutors have told us this is a thing... No, they never, ever said that, you know, that Robert Mueller said it was a thing, that it was Robert Mueller. People just extrapolated upon yeah, that yeah. federal prosecutors because everybody's got a small attention span and a, a short grasp <laughs> right. of this because it's so big and ongoing yeah. and whatever. Um, what I do think is um, something I was going to say about it, and I sort of lost my train of thought, but go ahead. So, Well, okay, the other one I saw is there's always at least one Trump story every week that I think makes me laugh and it always frustrates me that it makes me laugh as much as it does. Did you read the one that Trump has had a book full of people he doesn't like, like basically a burn book? Oh, I'm not surprised. Since 2017? I feel like that would be, as much as I hate him, that'd be amazingly entertaining reading if you mm-hmm. had a copy of it in front of you. Yeah, it would be. Uh, so instead of really getting into uh, the deep dive, I came up with a question for you uh, mm. that I thought would be interesting. So here's your scenario. You're in a room with Donald Trump. Mm. For one hour. Mm. You have to talk to him. It can't be about, like, can't be, you, have to, you have to have a civil conversation with him for yeah. an hour. Yeah. What's your number, what's your first thing you're talking to him about? What's the first, thing, like, how do you, how do you get, get an hour-long conversation with him for your most enjoyment for an hour? If you're stuck having to talk to him. Um, I mean, you really, it's just like, you know, any other time you really want to get in conversation with someone, you just got to play it by ear and not have a conversation. I guess... I would just ask him. I mean, I would ask him how how he feels, how he's feeling, how's things going, man? How's it? How's it going out there? How are you? He's a WWE Hall of Famer, so I feel like there's a lot of questions about like Vince McMahon and about like what it's like hanging around with like wrestling. I would love to hear that for like an hour, uh, right? Like, I feel like I'd like to talk to him about sports. I'd be very curious to hear have like a very serious conversation about if I had to talk to him. I don't for think an you hour. could have a serious conversation about anything. Well, that's why I couldn't pick the serious, I, yeah. I genuinely don't think there's anything he could have a serious. He has the depth of the nuance to have a serious conversation about. I mean that. Maybe before, but not now. Um, scrambled eggs. Have you seen this guy talk? True. So, yeah, I think sports and wrestling are the only things I could really go to if I had to have, like, a civil conversation for an hour. And I'm, I'd be trying to get him to come to Jesus. I'd be out there really trying to backdoor him really? into, into having a moment. Of course. I don't think I could. Of course. This is your time to stand. <laughs> That's to separate you from the boys. 
Oh man, uh, Disaster Cast 2019 rolls on. It's true. I had such a I had a point to make it a whole thing I was gonna say that I lost when we were oh, talking right. about that BuzzFeed you know thing. It's not right. It's not. It's still real to me. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I've had like a headache all day. I've drank a lot of water like all day long. I thought I was just dehydrated, but I've definitely I got a wicked headache. I feel like you should take an aspirin. Dude, you're probably dehydrated. I drank a lot of water. How much water? I drank like two glasses of water and two whole glasses today, huh? It's a lot of electrolytes. How much salt did you pump in between that? We did eat those breakfast and yesterday, sandwiches. The breakfast sandwich was salty. You probably had. <laughs> there were like all sorts of burritos yesterday. I'm real salty about the football game last night. A lot night of coffee. Patriots. A lot of coffee. Drinking coffee right now. Yeah, see? Uh, all right, so let's go to... I have one last segment. We've got to hydrate. we got to get somewhere before Sam dies. Uh, I have one last segment. It was my quick I'm done with this guy for the week. Uh, Who are we done with? I'm done with that shitty MAGA hat kid who stared down the Indian guy at the at the demonstration. Did you see that kid who's all over the internet? Uh, I've seen a lot of people like going back and forth. That, like It was uh, a lot of mutual yelling back and forth. I'll just put it this way. I think I get spoiled sometimes as an educator because the kids I, I work with all the time are like really diverse and really smart and really engaged and they have like great opinions about stuff and they're all so different. So that when I see like some little like snotty, smug-nosed kid like staring down somebody who's had a hard, crummy life and doesn't appreciate it, it just makes me particularly annoyed and angry. That's my whole... That's my whole take on it, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, the kids... I mean, the kids had a punchable face and it makes me sad that they exist. Um... You know, for the rest of the rest of you extrapolate for how they probably were, but in this instance, it doesn't look like they did anything. No, I know. At all. I know. At all. I know. You know what I mean? Like, so, I, it, and I get it because it sucks. Yeah. I hate to see it. It makes you sad to see them out there because you know what those little sons of bitches are like on the bus and all that different stuff like that. But, you know, this is, this is a case of truly something being fabricated and yeah. pitched one way off one picture and half a gif but like the whole video is available I mean, yeah like, no, I, and i watched the video it's it, it's you know it's an hour long yeah i mean you watch the whole from start to finish all the people involved and what happened um i mean these parents all these people who are i still don't think the way that these these kids are being pushed and brought on this trip and to make it this thing, yeah it still seems like a weird set of indoctrination i don't think it's good or it's healthy um and I mean, I take kids to D.C. once a year. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I take a group of kids to D.C. once a year. And it's it's just, you know, we always talk about, like, how you need to purport yourself in, like, public and, like, just the way, I don't know. Like when, What do kid do? No, I know. I, no, I mean, really, though. You, we talk about how you're going to purport yourself in public. It's not even that, but, what like, do you do? the point is not even that. That image will stick with that kid, even though the... That's true. Do you know what I mean? Like, just, you never know, like, what one moment anymore gets remembered for, right? Mm-hmm. And just... You always want to be careful to put yourself, never put yourself in a situation where you're going to get misconstrued or something mm-hmm. like that. that I, I mean, I'm again, I, I saw like the whole, I've read a lot of the stuff about the context of it. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just kind of scary to me, like, you know, how quick we are to judge people about it and how, and how easily one moment will stick with you. And you have to just be super, super careful about it, especially in this like world where everything is videotaped and monitored and looked at and, and photographed and, yeah. Dissected and it's I don't know it just kind of the whole thing made me I'm I don't know I'm done with it that's why I'm I'm done with it this week that was my that was my thought about it there you go all right I'm gonna go hydrate uh, we'll go to our interview and then we'll uh, we'll come back with uh, I guess we'll bring Justin on to do history lessons since Heather's not here and then we'll watch wrestling and then next week uh, the snow will be gone and I'll be more hydrated <laughs> we'll be back in just a moment.
Uh, I didn't mean to cut off your Gordon Ramsay conversation. How much? We can, how much? <laughs> we can keep talking if about Gordon Ramsay. If you ask Gordon Ramsay, what would you reasonably pay for a French onion soup and cost? How much cheese and weight? And what is the total amount of counted onions you expect? And how long should they be caramelized for? Because I, I feel like some of this stuff is <laughs> just right. a bit ridiculous. So he's not thing. wrong. He's just harsh. <laughs> here's some thing, rest- right? all restaurants aren't created equal. We were, <laughs> we were talking about. The show Kitchen Nightmares. Justin Parkinson here from Made in Utica on what I'm calling, calling like snow apocalypse disaster cast. I thought it was a Martin Luther King thing about well, community Heather, leaders Heather's and impacts. Just, you're trying to do a full circle thing where no, you're bringing I, me in as the the Utica's Martin Luther King of sorts. I'm not even going to touch that one. No. I will say that uh, Heather just now texted me saying she is still stuck on the way home, so I'm probably going to have to do the rest of the show with just Kev unless you want to do history lessons with us afterwards. Yeah, why not? Um, but I'll teach you a few things about history about oh the God. great Tom Brady. I love that. Well, we're gonna talk about <laughs> we're gonna talk about that in a minute. The point I'll say with Gordon, I want to no, no, I want to go back to Gordon Ramsay for a second. The point with Gordon Ramsay, right? One, you have to understand he is an entertainer, right? So a certain aspect of the show is him being harsh because it's that's the gimmick, yeah. right? When we watch the clips on the internet too, I also think it doesn't tell the full story. Right, it's the best does, of. It's the greatest. Hits. Yeah, because he does the yeah. thing where he goes in, he'll eat all the food, he'll kind of crap on it, and then he'll watch a shift at the restaurant. Like, he'll just observe, like, the restaurant yeah, yeah. working. And that's actually my favorite part of the show. Not even when he tastes the food, but when he, like, watches, like, the other restaurant work for a night. Yeah, when he's yelling at that one guy to, like, <laughs> he's communicate extra... with his staff and he was just Yo, choosing not to speak. I'm just like, in... what are you doing? <laughs> I worked in restaurants for a long enough time uh, where I've seen a lot of people do the job of expediting. And if you ever worked in a yeah. restaurant, uh, you know what that is. But if you don't, expediter is the guy who stands in the kitchen and he deals with the tickets that come in for the different orders and it's a really important job yeah it's a job the that, no, final line between yeah. chef and waitress to <laughs> yeah. consumer right like there's yeah. a, it's very important if <laughs> and in the time working for local restaurants like working at taylor and the cook they always had really great expediters uh tim used to do it sometimes and tim's the best and then even in new york i had this guy kiko and kiko used to play soccer with me he was this big giant like mountain of a man but he was the best expediter like he would have like, uh, like 60 tables he's just Popping them out like no big deal. So when I watch this show and I see someone like, uh, a French onion entree at 12, it like gives me real palpable anxiety. That would anxiety. seem like part of the problem, right? Like if you're starting right at your expediter, God only knows what the hell is behind the rest of it, you know? Like it's just, and plus I feel like Restaurant 2 is a lot of like family inherited stuff. So some of these places, you've yeah, got to be stumbling in where they're not necessarily qualified but born into the gig. Yeah. So you're getting a guy who took over a business from his dad. It doesn't make him a chef. It means he just, like, has been around pizzas for his so whole life. So it doesn't make him a master pizza maker. If you owned, if you said, I want to start a restaurant, you'd be starting it as Justin Parkinson, guy who's not a chef. So right. you're starting it from a different – you'd have to find a right. chef, Or if right? my dad had one and I took over because he passed or sold it to me or whatever, it also doesn't sure. make me a chef. It means I acquired sure. it from a family member. So I'm wondering how many of these places are like, half these dudes probably just aren't qualified to do that job. They just have this business, family business, <laughs> right? You know, like somebody else started it and now they just run it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I love restaurants. I love the restaurant industry. I still – my weird dream is to have – I've talked about it all the time, like the breakfast – slash Bloody Marys slash English soccer pub. It's getting closer. Plus, well, yeah. you can't serve booze here until, what, yeah, 10 so or something like that? Which is... Is that still a thing now? In New York, it's it used to be now. noon they dropped it. It used yeah. to be noon, and then they dropped it, well, I want to say, like, within the last year or something, because that was a big thing with the brunch crowd, is that they, you would go to brunch for, like, an hour, and wait, yeah, and yeah. order your food and have whatever, and then at 12, you could order your booze. <laughs> but they've changed that because uh, of brunch, so... And Premier League's on the 10, so you're getting a little closer, I think. 
so the reason uh, Justin is here is uh, just because of this sort of snowstorm. My aligned guest uh, couldn't make it till tomorrow, uh, and I didn't. I don't know. You were going to be here anyway, and we had some things I didn't want to talk about. It's we got dangerous some... to try. I got a ride down here. Wait, from Kate? Yeah, she brought you down here. I drive. Yeah, I needed a lift to get down. Yeah, I called an Uber from up the street. Oh, it's too dangerous to even walk down the street. So. Really? Is it that bad? I've really been outside today. It's honestly. just not a good idea to be outside if you With don't the have cold. To. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, just so cold. There's even yeah. from a point of someone getting in their car to drive over here. It's not even worth your car breaking down or a flat tire or you know if you because if you get stuck somewhere in this shit, it's gonna be miserable. Uh, I'll say. I really haven't gone much outside today. My only real dealing with the cold today uh, was Charlie wanted to go outside this morning, so yeah. I brought him out, and I just sat in the doorway for about 30 seconds and watched him decide a couple times that, nah, he doesn't yeah. want any of that smoke, so he came right back inside. Yeah, uh, that happened to Woodstock. Her paws got too cold, and she just <laughs> fell to the ground outside and refused to move, so I had to go outside and boost her up. I was like, all right, let's get It's like she just gave up. She's like, you know what? I'm too, this, it's not working. It's just not working for me. She couldn't put her paw, like, they got too cold, and I was like, all right, dogs are done for the day. Like, if they can't stay outside for more than a few minutes, that's it. Um, so I'll say, the reason I, I guess the reason I will, I brought you on here today is that once again, and uh, shout out to great listener uh, Pete Forgets, who's also a, a Patriots fan. Uh, the only thing you got right so far yeah, in uh, the sports realm. Uh your New England Patriots are going back to the Super Bowl again, yeah. third straight year in a row. This is the ninth appearance for Tom Brady, yep. I think, right? Nine? Eleven since I've been born. You're, it's 50 Super Bowls altogether, and the Patriots have now been in 11. How crazy is that? Pretty wild. And I, you know, and it's and, all over like 10 years now, but that's weird how it skews the numbers yeah. to being like, oh, they're in 20% of the Super Bowls. It's like they're in like 100% of the Super Bowls the last 10 years. So, <laughs> so you folks will have to bear with us for a minute if you're not a sports-aligned person. We are going to talk a little bit of sports pro- here. You probably know. Like, you can't even dodge the stuff with football yesterday well, just because it was such a weird scenario with a couple of things. Both games are overtime. Like, if you're just on Twitter or living not under a rock somebody right. talked about football to you well because so. i have a this is a relatively hardy sports take right uh we live in a time where the nfl itself the national yep. football league is presented as a league that's all about parody any team could be the next great yeah. team it's aligned you get the worst teams get draft picks and the best teams don't get you know, yep. it's all lined up no for, contracts are guaranteed no, so yeah you can fire people just anytime yeah. you want <laughs> so and yet somehow the patriots the vile hated disgusting new england patriots have found a way uh, to make themselves a success, often in a year, in times when it's not really common, I don't think we'll see it again. Is no, my question. because you have to even think. What people forget too is like not forget, and they some will want to emphasize is even the controversy they've survived. Like you think Spygate, backup <laughs> quarterbacks Spygate. with Garoppolo, right? The first four games without. Um, Brady the other year with the deflate gate thing. Matt Castle filling in when he blows his knee yeah. out. Like, Randy Moss in, Randy Moss out. Like, all of these weird things over time. Aaron Hernandez murdered somebody. He was on their team. God, that's right. I forget you know? About that. Like, if yeah. you think about all of the <laughs> People shit. forget. Yeah. Of what they uh, dealt with also yeah. as an organization over those years and continued to move forward in a positive way, like, on the field successfully. Mm-hmm. Like I said... You get all of these weird personalities over the years, too. That's what's crazy. It's the movement of the NFL. Is you don't have your same roster for 10 years where you know all these guys and you're best, met, best man in each other's weddings type yeah. of deal. Like you play with a guy maybe for eight games and you never talk to him again. That's true. You, see, you don't see it as much in the NFL as you do in other sports, I feel like. You get, like, you know, we watch a lot of soccer. 
and I watch a lot of like Liverpool stuff. Yeah. And if you go to like their Liverpool Instagram and Snapchat, they're all just palling around. They're buddies, right? Yep. Young men playing sports together. You don't with Brady and Belichick. It just seems like old men playing yeah. sports together. It's like uh, yeah, uh, men in a kids game type of thing. It does They're just seem, way yeah. smarter than everybody. I don't and think I, you'll ever see, at least not in the foreseeable future, another football dynasty in this way. And I I, maybe sports, I don't think, because the the span of these players wanting to do something else and go somewhere yeah. else and having the freedom and movement to do so, the idea of having somebody stay with one team, even now NBA-wise, the Kobe's, the Dirks, those the, the dunk, those guys are even dying breeds. Like, if LeBron's not staying with one team forever, no other basketball player in the history of basketball is going to be a 20-year, one-team guy anymore. It's just not going to happen. We could probably do a whole hour on just uh, the Patriots and sports. So I'm going, to, I'm going to limit it to a few more questions here. Let me ask you this question. Here's a more peripheral question yeah. for you, right? Let's say tomorrow morning you get uh, you win a contest and you get two tickets free charge to the Super Bowl in, where is it this year? Atlanta. Atlanta. Free tickets, you'd have to probably pay for lodging, you'd have to pay for everything else, and you have to get down there. Would you go, if you got the tickets tomorrow, to the Super Bowl, would you take one person and go to the Super Bowl? Or is it worth it to you, or would you rather just uh, watch it at home, have like a thing, have people come over, whatever? It depends on, see, that's the, the if it's all, if I'm it's all things paid it. type of deal, right? Like, <laughs> all expenses I don't, paid, well, if you're in a box. How much is a hotel? How <laughs> yeah, much right? is a flight? Like, that's all like, Especially oh, now, you won like date. a trip to the Bahamas. It's like, yeah, but it's going to cost like $800 to get there. I didn't yeah. win anything. I lost $800 to go to the Bahamas. That's not a win. So it would have to be something where I didn't pay for it. And that's for me. Any If you give me anything for free, I'll probably go do it. If I don't have to pay for it. Free dollar yeah. items, those are the best items, you know? It's a it's far enough where you would have you couldn't just like and because it might be like the last one in general too I think it'd be mm-hmm. worth the whatever you dealt with like you told me this in two thousand five when they're playing like the Panthers or something I'm probably like nah you know it's whatever there's twenty more years of this greatness I can wait but this might be the end of it this is probably the last Super Bowl they play in so let me ask you this question <coughs> at the end of this Super Bowl Tom Brady could be six and three. Mm-hmm. Or five and four in the Super Bowls. Those are both. It's a weird numbers to have. What's how does the legacy change if he has four Super Bowl losses? That much anymore because he still won more than he lost. Yeah, and he's also played in more than anyone could ever dream. Sure. If anyone could play in every single person could play in nine finals, they would probably lose. Well, becomes like some of them. It becomes like the LeBron argument, right? He's in a lot of finals. He's lost a bunch, but he's there a lot. That means that that sustains. Well, yeah. Well, and the league's not very good, but whatever. Um, <laughs> he's not very good in the NFL, well, really, either. Uh, yeah, year. that's true. But, I mean, no one thought, even for the Patriots, like, oh, they're here again. Let's even just go back to the beginning of the year when it's like, it's over, they're losing to the Lions, Brady's got no zip on his ball, blah, blah, blah. They're not even going to make the play. Look, the Dolphins are going to catch them. All this nonsensical talk. Like, they ended up with the two seed, a home field game. All right. For being, like, the worst season they've ever had, they still managed to get a first round by in the playoffs we and have... make the Super Bowl. We are but two weeks. I think more... Having more wins than losses changes everything. Him beating the... If he had lost to the Falcons and then came into these... And then the Eagles last year, and now he's riding two losses, I think that changes the whole entire conversation. Uh, let me ask you this question. I know you're going to say it already, but uh, I guess I have to make you say it. Uh, you're playing the Rams in two weeks, Super Bowl, neutral field. I think the Patriots are already three-point betting favorites. <laughs> One point, or something like that. They're underdogs by two, I think. No, I think it's switched. They switched. Yeah, it's already. The gonna, line I saw yeah. is that the Rams are favored. I was like, nah, that is nah. outrageous. Uh, do you think any chance that the Rams 
I think Kansas City was better than the Rams. Well, I don't think Kansas City actually was even on the level of New England. Oh, here we go. I'm, here we go. Hold, let me explain this out, though. Like, they beat them twice this year, and the both ways they did it is they jumped on them early, and then Kansas City came back at the end. And both games, literally, yeah. Kansas City tied it in the fourth after being run for three quarters. I don't think Kansas City has the talent to hang with New England over four quarters. I think New England knew they were going to score a bunch of points, but what they did great was have them score zero in the first half. Because mm. if the Chiefs score 28 points, they're going to lose the game because they can't defend anything. But if they scored 42, they probably would have won. So I think New England necessarily, like, the game got a little bit closer than they wanted, but had Brady not thrown that pick and they're up 21 nothing at halftime, that's yeah. exactly what they would have wanted, and then they'll just sit back in the second half and let the Chiefs play catch-up. Like, I think they were ready to concede a bunch of points. They were going to do it late in the game that forced the Chiefs to play comeback. The pick by Brady put the game closer at the end than it probably should have. Um, Because if they throw that pass, it's 14-0 with 10 minutes left in the first. Like, that game's probably, you called it. Like, Patriots are going to be up two touchdowns in the first five minutes. And they should have been. All right, let's move away from the Super Bowl. I do think The Rams are better than the Chiefs. I don't know about that. They're more balanced. Well, the defense... The defense is better. The running game is better. Um, Goff is probably, like, obviously you'll argue that Mahomes is better, but Goff's legit. He made some big-time throws in that game and stuff, too. It's like, I think they'll be fine. Um, but I, it'll be the same as the Chiefs game, I think. Same same type of tone. Patriots go up early, Rams come back and score a lot of points all, all at the end of the day. I feel like those old man agents in the Moneyball movie, I'm like, he's got, he doesn't have a quarterback's name, Jared Goff. I can't yeah. see it. I don't see it happening. Not with a name like it's Goff. It's more that he has that, like, that weird lisp that reminds me of my friends that would play like lineman yeah. not quarterback <laughs> you know like he look he sounds a little when he talks he sounds a little bit like he's been hit in the head a lot like he should be on the defensive side it doesn't make <laughs> like he doesn't have that very good speaking star stuff he's just kind of like a dud with a weird speech thing i don't know so that's what i don't like about golf he doesn't have that star appeal to me he sounds like he should just be like a bumpkin or something uh, let's move on to away from sports. I feel like we've already lost people with our sports conversation. But I don't really want to talk about the Super Bowl again until after it happens. I don't really care one way or the other, honestly. Like, They're going to win by 28. Uh, yeah, it'll be. I think they'll win big. Uh, let's talk a little bit about... Uh, I want to talk about digital content because you're my big digital content guy. Uh, everyone's talking about these Fire Festival documentaries. Did you, did you watch both of them? I did. Uh, I didn't watch either of them, but I want to know what your thoughts are in terms of content. Because I know a lot. I've seen a lot of articles that are like, which one of these two things should I be watching? Well, first things first. Netflix. I'm a supporter. I would say usually watch something on Netflix over Hulu. Like the from a doc standpoint, like yeah, usually one for, Netflix. One for one, yeah, yeah, Netflix right, usually okay. has better, sure, like better content and better. Content. They, like can, well, good. they can. Well, they put more money into that type of content. Yeah, they're, they're okay with these. You know, docu series yeah. type of things, and they they value them. That's like that's part of their franchise now. Is Netflix doing these kind of eight part docu series type of things? You know, right. um, so this was contained into a into an episode, but I expected like the production was going to be very well. Like the stories will be really well told. Netflix is their documentary is produced by Jerry Media, who was the social presence yeah. that a lot of the document. Why this thing mm-hmm. got so large? So if you watch Netflix, is you have to understand that a company who was part of this disaster is presenting the material you're watching. Yeah. So they're not going to present themselves in a way that's accurate. So when you watch Hulu, who shits on fuck Jerry and Jerry Media being trash yeah, content yeah. creators with no, you know, this is what they do because they're idiot influencers and people are dumb. Mm-hmm. Hulu's was more like these idiot millennials follow guys like fuck Jerry. They deserved everything they got. 
Right. Jerry Media is like, oh, well, you know, um, their Netflix documentary turns it more into a completely different conversation. So it depends on what way you want to look at it. Is Jerry Media is as responsible for that thing going down the shitter yeah. as the guy who put the festival together. <laughs> they were hand in hand. Like, they were on location together doing the digital content, literally promoting this thing together, and everybody knew it was wrong. So if you want to see from, like, a crime and what the hell is wrong with this whole entire festival, watch Hulu. Mm-hmm. If you just want someone, pat, like, making sure you don't think they're the bad guys, watch the Netflix one. Oh, I think that's And certainly... also, Hulu has the guy interviewing. Yeah, they're interviewing the Netflix guy. Netflix yeah. does not. So how do you present a story without Jerry Media pr- producing it, without the guy interviewing in it, or Hulu, who gives you the full, like... That's clearly a more 100, like a 50-50 argument, whereas Netflix, you're tending to be no interview from the guy the story's about, and then the company producing it is the one who ran the account. Well, I've seen a lot of people who are just saying both of them are very good. They you are both very both good. Yeah, I, if you because so what me, they're saying is like some people will only yeah. pick one. They're not going to have time to watch both. I would pick Hulu. Let first. me ask you this question though: Why do you think this story seems? I'm surprised how much traction this story's got. Why do you? What do you think about the? this is that resonates with with people so much is it sort of the influencer culture angle is it like the do you know anybody just casually or closely that would have bought tickets to that festival or made Maybe. a conversation know, like, or, or, or sent people. a text yeah. being like yo Firefest, who's in right you <laughs> yeah, got a friend yeah, we all true. know who they are and you probably have multiple ones and what makes it so fascinating is that people are idiots, and you know one of those idiots. So when you yeah, watch this true. movie, you're like, yeah, that's this friend of mine who would have done this. I can't believe they're not in this movie. I think there's the ideas that we can relate is that we know a lot of people who probably buy this bullshit that they were selling. Oh, not yeah. necessarily the fest, but the idea of this digital marketing um, concept, right? Like, um, people are easily swayed. And I think that this put it onto a limelight is how easily, like, this is thousands of dollars in yeah. ticket prices like this is a massive you mm. got six years in jail yeah for a crime of taking people's money six years is like a life sentence they usually slap that shit on the wrist you get like time served and maybe like a little bit of probation shit and pay back restitution you don't normally go to jail for like seven ten years on hard crime like yeah, yeah crime. No, you gotta yeah. really do something so it's weird that everyone's making documentaries about this guy while he sits in jail, and you could probably argue they're all guilty too. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, right. Like no, everybody, how complicit was, is everybody? All, all of them are guilty. One hundred percent. There's no way you don't know this is a disaster. They're literally changing locations like two weeks before the festival. It's like, all right, we got to buy an island, and then put up a bunch of tents and do all these things. And you just got to sit there and you'll be like, yeah, that's not gonna happen. Somebody should do something about this. Like, but on the flip side. What do you care if anyone wants to spend $25,000 to come here? Follow me. I'm trying to think of what age would have been my prime going to the Fire Festival. Mid 20s, maybe? Well, because so they set it up really. Coachella changed all that, became the rich, you know, the festival started in a desert with, you know, nothing. It was really a couple of art installations and some music or whatever. Now it's, you got to be loaded to go and it's an influencer thing. You take your pictures outside, like, because this isn't the Hulu one, right? You want to be. Outside the Ferris wheel with your nice outfit on or whatever. It's like it's a true. fashion week for Coachella now. That's true. Now. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably, we would have been, whenever that started, when we would have been likely to go because that was Bonnaroo, all that stuff. Well, when Bonnaroo, you went to Bonnaroo, that's when you would have gone. 12, and even that is a little bit That's before, when you would have gone to fire, though, probably. That would have been years, in that, yeah. that era of festivals are cool, yeah, right? I mean, I did Bisco, I've done Casco Chill, and. Um, did you do a the lot thing? of a, a ton of random festivals? It used to be cool. That's what people did. I definitely got to a point at the end of Bonnaroo where I said, 
That's enough. Yeah. I'm done here. The I best think, one yeah. I ever did is Caskill Chill because they had cabins. You send me yeah. to a place where I can have Cabin. plumbing, shower, sleep on a bed. I'll stay there for a week. Well, that was the other one. You know, as I got old, the people I went down there with, me and Adam and and, my, uh, and Dano and those lads, mm. you know, we, we would talk about, you know, as we get older, if I was going to do this, you could rent, like, an RV down there. And that's the way you would do it. It's way more money. But it's like, you know what? It's probably worth it to have, like, a shower and enclosed yeah. space when it's uh, 130 degrees in the Tennessee heat on an August afternoon. Yep. So that's no good. It's the amount of people, too, I think, is that you got to find those. The idea of the fire Festival would, like, thousands of people being crammed on this island. If you're telling me, like, 2,000 tickets are sold or something like that, I'm way more inclined to spend big bucks to go to this resort because it feels exclusive, right? I don't want to be crammed in with a shit ton of people where, if like, me and you get separated trying to grab a beer, I don't see you for two days. You know, that's a possibility. Shout out to uh, GFOP uh, Aaron Higgins who just... Literally just now texted me as we're talking about this to ask me the question: Did you see the fire doc? That's a real. That's a real text message. We I can almost guarantee she watched the Netflix one. <laughs> hey, speaking of Netflix, I'm glad you brought. Spend your mind, Higgins. Get Hulu. For <laughs> Give you a password. <laughs> um, so, uh, I just saw this today. Uh, I know that they're rebooting one of my favorite shows of all time on Unsolved CBS. Mysteries. Oh, other well, Twilight Zone. I was just yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Netflix. Uh, they're rebooting Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. What level of excitement is that for you? You must be so hyped. <laughs> well, there's a couple of things. My immediate thoughts: What mysteries are they tackling? How? Yeah. What mysteries now are unsolved? There's a thing. Yeah. Well, when statutes of limitations, so all the ones you watch now, if statutes of limitations are passed, they gotta yank them. Even sure. if they're guilty. So how well, many okay. crimes from the old shows? Everything's past statute of limitations. I, I don't There's think, only no, 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 left no. with UFO mysteries because you can't say anyone's guilty of something You're anymore. thinking about it from the wrong aspect, right? They're going to do single standalone episodes, though. It's not going to be multiple things in an episode. So it'll be one mystery for an hour. Oh, uh, see, that's a shame. They're going to make it like the serial the thing. It'll be like a podcast Robert, but a video show. Robert, Robert Stack. Or Stack. Or Colt. Robert Stack. Steve's the do America. Yeah. <laughs> His finest role. <laughs> well, Robert Stack, see, I feel like, is he alive still? No. So the guy, who's going to be, I think Dennis really, Farina was his replacement. I so Robert Stack away. went to 2002. Farina came in about 08. <laughs> I like they Dennis. rebooted it with Farina doing all the voiceover what, what for the Stack's like, mysteries. What I like about Dennis new Farina technology. is if you had told me that the answer to the unsolved mystery was that Farina did it, I would have been in on it. Like he's like, so the guy went into that place the and he of every the clip guy's is wife. Update is yeah. just Dennis Farina in a different situation being arrested. <laughs> Turns out it was me, Dennis, Dennis Farina. Farina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's uh he's also died too. Yeah, so I, I, I love. The, um, it's not going to be, it is an unsolved mystery, because they're going to do one per episode. What's the next show that you love that you'd like to see get a reboot? Pee-wee's like, Playhouse. Didn't they already do Pee-wee's Playhouse? They, did, they, a Pee-wee, sorta... they did a big adventure movie. I would yeah. like to see a take on Pee-wee's Playhouse today. Like the 1990, okay, so, it doesn't even have to be Pee Wee. I mean, it well, does, a question, for the sake though, of right? the thing, but like that show was outrageous. I would love to see something. It's like a bit that. of a Freddy Krueger situation, though. Is it worth doing Pee Wee if it's not, what's his name, Paul Rubens? Paul Rubens. See, they made a big mistake by never animating Pee Wee. I would have now, turned, see, there's, there's turned where him into a cartoon right? and then made that whole franchise animated. That way you get out of the masturbation thing or him getting old. That's like all true. that stuff, he's out. You do the Bojack yeah, thing. True, you yeah. just get his head in his face and scan everything you need for 20 years, and you say, adios, Paul Rubens. And if something, if he doesn't want to do it, you could just get a voice actor to do it, and it's all pretty much the same. Because yeah. I'm sure that people can do Pee Wee Herman impressions. I've seen people do oh, it. Oh, I'm sure they switch voice actors. They've switched characters on actual TV shows, and people have just dealt with it. Like Eric's sister on that 70s show. Just a new girl one day. 
just uh, showed a completely new actress. Hey, we'll worry. I'm Wait, trying to, that's not worry. There's not a bunch of like shows I remember watching as a kid that aren't cartoons that I think I'm desperately rooting for a oh, reboot for. Can't right? back beyond this one. I would like to see Jericho come back. That would was you a like show it? that I felt was unresolved that I think would you want stay. want a reboot or do you want well, to come back? That's a different thing. I almost, because I think it could work both ways. I think the concept, <laughs> well, no, I mean, so okay. you do one or the other. The concept yeah. of the show could be rebooted where a nuclear bomb hits and these outskirt cities are the ones that yeah. survive, right? Like that part of thing and how a town becomes all rowdy over this hysteria of what the hell's going on in the rest of the world. We're stuck in this town all together, but Earth is wiped out, sands, you know, 12 cities that were outside of the perimeter or whatever. That would work. The way the show ended is I think you could pick up... They kind of wrapped it when because they had to speed up because they only got two seasons. But I think you could kind of pick up on this in the middle of the war post-nuclear bomb and carry on the life of how do these towns rebuild. So I think it could work, but Skeet Ulrich isn't the star. <laughs> no, so he's it's not like you could wheel him Outside. out and be like, reboot a Jericho. Here's Skeet. Like nah. picking up where your favorite TV character leaving off. is like, no one what's, even remembers that guy. What's the what's the career apex for Skeet Ulrich? Where, Scream. Scream one. I mean, to me, Scream one. Yeah. <laughs> is it is it not his classic film Black Dog? Did you not see that movie with him and Cuba Gooding Jr. when they were on like the? That's a that's a crummy movie. It's pretty bad. No. It was like they tried to make him an action star. I'm gonna look it up right now. Skeet Ulrich. Yeah. That I guess no. Scream is the apex, right? That's yeah. If you and go he's to not his... even like that important. You if you told people Skeet Ulrich is in Scream, they'd have to go look it up and see what he actually without played. even the first thing he referenced on his Wikipedia page is Scream, and then he was someone in the movie The Craft, which was the movie about the the witches. Yeah. Remember that? He probably uh, got killed in it. Now people know him because he's on that show Riverdale, which is the show for the, oh, the teenagers. Okay. He was in Weekend at Bernie's. He was an extra. He was uncredited. Yeah, really, he doesn't have much of a career, actually, after Scream. No. Like, I feel like... <coughs> oh, salute. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a um, hell of an actor, if you ask me, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so, moving on. Uh, any Maiden Utica stuff? I know you were doing... Uh, you've been experimenting with the laser printer. Yes. Or the I'm laser a, carver, I'm I a guess. wood engraver now. I've switched my craft <laughs> to strictly work with wood and engraving. So. Well, I saw you teasing with the uh, with the sports logos. I yeah. That's something that's, like, ready to I've be... been... Um, yeah, so it was Kevin's idea to do the magnet. So I was wanting... I've been wanting to do sports logos, like, reboots yeah. type of deal. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I want to do some, like, pennants and shirts and, like, just some... Pennants is what I like. Not, um... Not, like, because Sovereign would, like, redo, you know what I mean, and make it, like, kind of mm. cool, and, like, uh, they would switch up the logo, but it kind of referenced something local, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, a play on something. I don't necessarily want to do that. I think there's, like, a, a cool thing of just being, like, hey, remember when the Prowlers were here? <laughs> you know? Like, because so... we've come a long ways, like, in terms of hockey senses, like, we're very far removed from remembering the Bulldogs, Prowlers, the Bulldogs logo uh, Blizzard, and um, Devils all in a four-year span, which is bouncing teams out, right? Never forget Solidarity. I, I do remember... It's funny because I was just young enough to have like really vague memories of the Utica Devils. Like I remember going, I remember going to the games with my dad and it feeling like a big deal, right? Even though it probably by that time I don't even know if people yeah. were really going that much. Probably not. Uh, and the Prowlers, were, I don't even think the Prowlers and Bulldogs really ever. I could be wrong. Someone can correct me if they were going, but I feel like it didn't draw very well. No, and they, they were have the... sub like different leagues type of deal too. So once right. the Devils left, they dropped to like a crummier league, which just devalued the. There's no you weren't. Going yeah. to the NHL, a lot of that and all that type of stuff, but like, it's what thirty years ago that we were going through teams every year. Like, it's it happens. Don't forget, you know. <laughs> where, where would you rank the Comets branding and stuff compared to the other four we had on there? 
I feel like the Devils one's kind of iconic, but when you look at it compared to the other ones, it's a little bit bland. Am I wrong? It's yeah, because they try to fit too... the. Um, it's got some of them have that green in there, which the, is green. the Devils. I don't understand yeah. that. Like well, the Devils was, uh, aren't. That's like uh, that's weird. You should just yeah, be that black was an era thing. Yeah, they didn't get that far into the nineties when yeah. the Devils leaned it. The Devils had the green. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why they had it in there, though. It's like it was a weird place into a Devils logo. It's like why would I you like rank. outline the circle in green I if actually you're trying like, to represent a devil? I like the Blizzard logo. Actually, I think that one's pretty sharp with the the hockey puck. The bu- and, yeah, coming out <laughs> and the snow good. caps over the Blizzard. But the Bulldogs is the classic one. What's uh, what's next on your mind for engraving stuff? Um, keychains. Keychains. Yeah, my engraver doesn't work. Yeah. Um, for it, which is just all total waste. This is why I'm engraving wood chips now. Um, total audible, but <laughs> um, yeah, we're gonna. I don't know. It's just with something that I can make like weird, just things while I'm bored and working on stuff. But like, uh, I don't know. We, I, I think the idea ultimately is not just made in Utica stuff, but to kind of get the stuff set up where we're a little bit better from a digital standpoint to make and provide more Utica content. I think yeah. that's ultimately the next step is like there's made in Utica stuff in there, but I would like to really, really want to get this idea of like a local Etsy slash Amazon place where you can just kind of go to our site yeah. and get an idea of what people are selling, deal directly with them or buy it and pick it up at the park type of concept. Like, um, but that's, that's probably... No. That'll happen one day. I don't know. It's been like two years in the working, but I'll, that's that's my big plan for this year is to to tie the website to Handshake, make it all kind of function and flow together. Uh, we've already gone about a half an hour, and I guess since you're gonna you're gonna hang on, we'll do some stuff after this. Um, I guess I won't keep you too much longer. Why don't we get, why don't we do a quick Royal Rumble discussion though, since that's coming up this weekend. It is our favorite uh, wrestling event. That's true. Uh, Lackluster Royal Rumble on the men's side. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. I yeah. was thinking about, I think it's got to be Rollins because the whole Except card Rollins, is the, yeah, like, there's no, the who else is in there? going to win the match. Who I, else is in there? I'm, Baylor would have been my pick, I think, but they took him out because so he's I'm in the looking, match. I'm looking forward to the simple, I think the Royal Rumble simply from the aspect that it has, uh, the way the match is set up and we can do the picking the numbers. Yep. It just inherently is a much more interesting watch than the other pay-per-views. Well, it's, it's going to be, as a fan, for, more us, cinematic I think it's gonna be, for people. I think it's going to be twofold for a fan is I think you're going to get the most, geez, who the hell is going to win this time because there is such disarray that you actually don't know. Like, they might actually just pick someone random and shoot him to the moon. Mm. That might actually happen this year for the first time in, like, 20 years where you don't know who's actually going to win. Um, or they're just going to have the guy who you think is going to win yeah. still. But it'll be, like, disappointing. But I think it's a wide open field, even from the drawing numbers thing. Is you might think, like, oh, crap, I got number seven. It's Rusev. Yeah. But he might win it. Who knows? Like, this year might be the year that one of these weird mid-slash- Samoa Joe types, like, it might be, you know, a guy where it's like, shoot, we have nobody. Let's make a start real quick. Uh, just real quick before I forget, uh, during the, the snowstorm, you uh, you came down with some visitors and we ended up doing some board games. We ended up mm-hmm. doing, like, a whole session of board game night. I normally hate board games. I'm not usually... Are you anti-board games normally? Not. Uh, it, I like card games better because I like the pace yeah. of it. Board games take too long. So here's my, this is something that I've noticed as I get older. When I was a kid, I used to like performative games, right? Like yep. something like uh, Cranium or like Balderdash, where you got to be real on your feet. Yep. As I get older, I sort of like the monotony of a game that is all about like Just roll the dice luck. the piece. Yeah, roll the dice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like there's something so I very... used to like trouble. You just hit the thing, and that's it. <laughs> because like, I don't know, I feel like when you play a game where you have to be creative the whole time, like 
we do this with my family a lot. They want to play these kind of games, right? And you have to, like, stop people from being on teams. It's like, you can't have, like, my sister... You're doing a thing! They're stop like, doing they're, a thing! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is not fair, right? Like, the, the skill level is not equal yeah. for games like that. We're going to play the one where you have um, to draw. I'm taking this guy. It's like, no, you can't. <laughs> so, like, we, we played that... That was the game you were playing, the K9 Chaos. K9 Chaos. Spit. Yep. Uh, yep. But with dogs instead of Ooh. a card set. Yeah, I can't give it away yet, but... Well... That's my say, next project. Of some, of sort, some of sort of border card game. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, well, we're still sort of butthurt from not being on the Yudugo Monopoly board. Yeah, right? what the hell is that doing? <laughs> I ain't got that kind of cash to throw down for the PR. And you know, it's like we're getting 10 grand to be boardwalk or whatever. That's <laughs> why they, they approached me on it. Uh, no. Um, all right, so let's... I'll take uh, that. I want to be the... I just wanted to be the, the icon and the get and when you go to jail. I just yeah. wanted my face in the bars. <laughs> That's the only placement. They wouldn't sell it to me. It's like just... Put my head in the in the bar yeah. guy there, you know, and no other placement on the board. I just want to be the jail guy. You're in there with Parkinson. Over yeah, that's prison, yes. You know? yeah, picture you with your head through the thing. Yeah, go to jail good. in parentheses All like right. with Justin. That's Let's, uh, that's how I want to be represented. Thanks for coming in and uh, filling in. You sort of become the the new fill in when something happens guy for disasters. Yeah. And I mean, up. normally I can just walk down here, but if I couldn't get a lift, I wasn't coming. <laughs> You're so, not coming down. Yeah, this was you could have ridden, ridden Drexel. My down travel here. accommodations lined up nicely to get down here in this cold <laughs> Thanks, weather. <Kate>. So yeah, <laughs> thank you. All right, so uh, let's take a quick break, and I'll call you back in when we do uh, history lessons. Yeah, I right? need more coffee anyways. Me too. I'm back in just a moment. Kevin, Justin's back. Here he is. Well, I guess if he was just in here doing that interview, I guess I'm back. You're, You're back. back. That's true. I'm back. Pull back the curtain. Guess who's back? We've all been here this evening. Back again. Okay, <laughs> what did you think? Those were two football games more than you they probably were. watched They were. They were two year. football games. Um, there's no question. <laughs> I have to say, I, we rag on the NFL a lot. Those were actually both very entertaining football games last night. I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, it's fine to watch the games with the people. There were a lot of things that happened in the games. Uh, the last five to eight minutes of each of those games, though, evidence forever. everything that I... A lot of what I complain about. It took forever, and they're reviewing everything. There would be a bunch of times they stopped yeah. reviewing. Yep, yeah, it looks like a catch. Pretty plain the and simple. The clock is accurate. Twice. Yeah, and it's just they like... They went to the booth twice to tell us the clock is correct. And we're like, took, yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it took half an hour to get through five minutes of gameplay. And, like, I well, I appreciate the drama and, you know... They did a really great job of massaging the games to get the ratings they wanted with the referees. Yep. And to get the matchup they wanted because it's fixed. Um, oh, but yeah. Like, it's true. still, <laughs> it's uh, you can do that drama in less time. I thought the biggest problem I had when I was complaining was that the Chiefs managed to take the lead by throwing one two-yard pass and going 78 yards or something because oh, they got two pass interferences yeah. and then a screenplay that went for like 40 or something. It's like, that's not offense. That's a True. dump pass that and kid had penalties. A, that like, kid did have a better day than Brady, though. Yeah. Dude, Mahomes? Yeah. He's not in the first half. No, he had five yards passing in the first half. Like, uh, the second were... half was all pat, like... I was telling, um, we were talking about this with the prevent concept, right? Like, when you get ahead, football isn't, this is also why games get too close. Is because what, this is why the Saints lost, though. People get into this mode where they want to sit back. You need me for this part? (laughs) They sit back, though, and they just want you to, 
it's just to waste time. So like the numbers yeah, get padded right. when I you're winning that. by so much. So like I don't think he did anything besides what they gave him. Like you were losing and you had to throw a lot, so he did. Uh, all right, let's get away from sports. Let's get into this week's history lessons. Uh, I also got. I've got more takes on the football game all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. I actually have a till I learned today. I thought this was pretty interesting. So, uh, did you guys know that the guy who created the fidget spinner, remember the fidget spinner, how that was like the popular thing from last year? Uh, he couldn't afford the uh, the renewal fee on the patent, so he didn't actually make any money off of his invention. It's pretty, it's a downer. It's, it's a, uh, a lady, I think. Yeah, yeah, sure. The yeah. inventor, whoever yeah. it was. We talked about that. Did we? Yeah, when That's it happened. Shame. It was like, because fidget spinners are what, like two, three years ago now? Yeah. We talked about it when it was happening, I remember. $300, they said, was the cost of the <laughs> renewal fee. <laughs> 300 bucks. Not even worth it. That's fucking idiots. I know at least two people I could go to if I had to borrow $300. Or a fidget spinner. (laughs) The same people who would lend me a fidget spinner, unfortunately. (laughs) Uh, All right, so I got some history lessons here for you. Uh, I didn't do as much research on them because I haven't been at my desk today because I was on my vacation. Uh, All right, so on this day, 1985, uh, Don DeLillo's book, White Noise, won an award for the American Book Award for uh, Book of the Year, 1985. The reason I bring it up is this is a book that I own, that I have carried with me to places for months and months at a time, and I have started multiple times and never finished. And not for any particular reason that I didn't like it, it's just that I can't seem to finish it. Mm-hmm. So my question for you guys, is there ever been anything, book, television show, movie, that you've just not been able to finish or get through even though you've tried to start it multiple times? Uh, TV all the time. All the time. That you get like two that. episodes and then I'm done with it. So that happens a lot to me where I'll, I'll give two episodes through something and I'll be like, I can't do this. And I might go back to it like later if the bug you keep telling me to watch more it or than, something comes out about it, I'll be like, all right, I'll give it another shot. And that's you're particularly harsh times. about that more than almost anybody I know about, like a, how much you'll, leeway you'll give a show before you drop Time is off. money. I don't got the episodes <laughs> in me. If, well, money. two episodes suck. Well, I'm going to spend six more hours <laughs> watching more crap. Kev, <laughs> what about you? Anything you've uh, you've tried to get through that's sort of evaded you over the years? There's definitely a lot of t- like TV shows. Yeah. I feel like that happens all the time where I'll just stop caring about a TV show. The Wire is one that I feel like I've tried to start a couple times, and I just sort of like get pulled back out of it for whatever reason. Not again, not that I don't like it. I just, mm-hmm. I just, I never get around to finishing it. That's on my forever list, though, for things I'll eventually get to. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wish I could have a Netflix rating that was good, but not good enough, right? Like where you could be like, "How good is this?" Is like eh, four episodes good, but not eight. You know, <laughs> yeah. like I want to rate like uh, I'd rent it, but stuff. wouldn't buy it. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, on this day, eighteen. 18- 13, uh, pineapples were introduced to Hawaii. Uh, they were initially they were initially from, like, Brazil in that area uh, and Southern Amer- South America. They were brought to Europe by Columbus, and because of that, they were transported all over be- uh, through England because of their cure for scurvies and stuff like that, it's all similar, the vitamin yeah, C. Yeah, like disease, <laughs> And that's how uh, it did, and that's how it ended up in Hawaii. What a racket. Bring the disease and then the cure. Oh, yeah, I brought scurvy and also the stuff to fix, fix it. That's I don't not, think they brought scurvy. That's not, that's not how that works at all. Oh, oh, oh. Columbus had a lot of things that's right That's not even remotely what that is or how Here's any of that works. 
Turns uh, out I got the cure for it. Tell me everything you know about scurvy. He brought the pineapple back to the new world. Yeah, he brought it back to the new world, and then they were to putting deprive it on... them of the oh, cure. God. <laughs> no. I've changed everything I've ever thought about. Uh, did you know it's that? It's not like a bunch of beliefs. They're never very firmly rooted in anything. Did you know uh, that a pineapple is actually not one single fruit, but a group of berries that is like sort of fused together? Yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't know that until today. So I learned something about. I'm big on pineapple research. Big pineapple guy. I want to tell you about foreign fruits ruining the world. Oh God! No, I don't. Well, Terrible. not all of them are because they're not na- they're not native to America, like California with the water stuff, like things like cranberries. Oh, and I see shit. what you like, mean. The idea okay. of bringing these things that aren't native are detrimental. <laughs> right? Yeah. When did we <laughs> figure that out? Though it's probably after we brought a lot of stuff. When the water over, dried right? up, like, and they're like, "Why don't we have any water?" It's because the cranberries are soaking in a hundred thousand gallons of it. That's why. <laughs> but there was probably a time when people were just bringing all sorts of stuff over. You didn't know any better. It's like I brought these cherries with me. Why it's not? something weird, though. Is like the climate of California. They can only grow pecans in California for United States supply. What costs for like the water to grow like these pecans is ridiculous for a state that doesn't have a water supply. So it's weird. It's either you eliminate pecans. For Americans to eat, or you let people not drink water. Isn't that weird? What I always appreciate. Those are real things. What I always appreciate when you come on the show is you have these weird hills that you've died on over the years that you like. It's so strange when I find that you've gotten like really invested Can't in Can't grow them. pecans anywhere else in America. <laughs> you can't. On this day, 1978, uh, the Bee Gees album for Saturday Night Fever goes number one and stays there for 24 straight weeks. Is that a lot in music terms? I mean, for like the '70s, when like staying on top of the charts meant something different, I feel like that's a it's kind of super well. I mean, on impressive. grand scale of all music, is 24 a lot? Like, right. what's the? Yeah, think about it. it's it's. Well, what's top? What's big? I wonder. Like, what's well, 24 never weeks? Ran? How many months is that? Six. Six. That's half a year. Half a year. So your number How one album in a year. I feel like that song was like two years straight. It's a single, not an album. Yeah, it's that's not an true. Album. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. number one album. That makes yeah. It so even think more about all like. There's probably like five or six songs that were singles on that that rotated over that six month period. And probably five or six bands that ever had something like that. Bee Gees being one of them. Bee Gees, it's crazy. Uh, I watched some list on the internet where they were like showing the top songs of the '70s to like people yeah. who were from that era, and they were trying to guess like what what they were and what they thought of them. And like four of them were Bee Gees songs, and then two of them were like solo songs by guys from the Bee Gees, from the Bee Gees right? Brothers, like, yeah. I guess I didn't realize like how they were disco. My aunt is a huge Bee Gees fan. I listened to too much Bee Gees probably in my life. I don't hate them, but she was like a mega, mega Bee Gees fan for some reason. The, the Bee Gees seem like the kind of band that your aunt likes. Yeah, like I feel like I have at least two aunts who love the Bee Gees. <laughs> it seems like oh, shadow dancing. Uh, all right. On uh, this day, 1953, Arthur Miller's stage play The Crucible opens in New York City. Uh, I'm just going to say, I'm a guy who admits when he's wrong over the years. I've been crapping on The Crucible. And Arthur Miller saying, I didn't like the story when I was a kid, didn't like it in high school. I had to read it again for something recently. It was pretty good. <laughs> I've gone back around on it. It's pretty solid, pretty entertaining. I think I confuse it with The Scarlet Letter, which I still don't like. Mm. So, there you go. You have any thoughts about The Crucible? No, more stage plays. You don't like stage plays? No. You ever seen a stage play that's not a musical? Yeah. I've seen a couple stage plays that are not musicals. It's an interesting experience. I'm always waiting for them to start singing and then it never happens. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. I prefer the stage play to the musical. You prefer the stage play to the musical? Mm. Does the music throw you off or something? No, just prefer... Less of it. Yeah. <laughs> I think the idea it's, of it the musical... It insists upon part, itself yeah. a little you got, bit. you got to be good at the musical aspect, I think, Well, too. I mean, you're not doing the show if you're not good at the music. Well, well you mean, like, I've writing the enough, songs for the musical or, yeah, like, performing I think, or them? My, my bad taste on... I always think of musicals as, like, a high school kid thing, right? So when I go to see one, 
I just think uh, about all the crappy Michael Jackson or the Wicked Wizard of Oz thing I've seen. Right, like all these weird, so, terrible plays. The musicals are like hedging their bets a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Like we don't really have enough juice to put on a concert, <laughs> but we're not confident enough in, in our, our yeah. in our story writing. It's a terrible take. I hate you know what I mean? Like, they're sitting there, and be like, "Well, this story's not making sense. Let's just pop in a song. Everything's fine. Set change. Yeah. Ah, I don't like this take. Got gotcha, you guys. I hate this take. Uh, no, I'll say, I uh. I went to a stage play once when I was in New York on a date, and the best part of the date was when we both realized during the play that we both didn't like it. Because you don't want to go to the play and bring someone there and like not like it, and if they liked it, because then you got to be like, oh, I thought it was, well, you would. You yeah. Could. Well, I feel like you would find out if someone liked it and then immediately like take the other side. The opposite, yeah. Yeah. No matter, no matter whether, if they, whether they liked it or not. But I would have left during the play if I didn't like it. No, but we were both. Then there. I think we both did. realized. How's that? Like, but the only way you would have not liked it is if the other person said they thought it was good. Yes. No, I have two uh, two episodes. <laughs> if this is a three-act play, you get ten minutes of the first one, and I'm out. I can't, walk out of, I can't walk out of a, a live performance. I I could walk out of a movie because it's a screen. I don't care. But I'll I walk right out of a live performance. I feel like i got to see what's going to happen. How else are they going to know what sucks? I don't, to be fair, I don't, I don't walk out generally. I'm, like, if I wanted to, I could, but I generally don't walk out of anything. I'm a classic cabbage thrower. I'd rather stay and toss vegetables. I would walk out if I was late somewhere, <laughs> right? If I had to go somewhere, if I couldn't stay for the whole show. But I'm not going to be, like, offended by something and just be like, I'm leaving. Are you right? going like, to stop I don't... the play and tell them I'm only leaving because I got I go. dinner with my mom? I've like, got a 745. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Angela's on my ass. So I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. <laughs> uh, I went to a play in New York that a friend of mine, Morgan Ferretti, was in. Shout out to Morgan Ferretti on Twitter. He just got married not too long ago. He's living out in England now. Uh, but at the time, he was in this play. And uh, I think I'm getting the story correct. <laughs> and me and my buddy, uh, Anthony, were going to see the show and we had a feeling, sorry Morgan, that the show wasn't going to be good. Spoiler alert, it was good. It was <laughs> we, were, we, we had a feeling the show wasn't going to be all that great. So we're like, well maybe if we get really drunk. So we got really drunk, right? And we went to the show, and it was really good. And we were, like, laughing a lot. But it was, like, an hour of the first act. And by the time we got to the end of the first act, we really had to pee. Yeah, but, it was, get but it's one of these New York theaters where we're on the stage, right? Like, we're in the front row, and the actor is, like, two feet in front of me. I'm like, I can't get up. They're going to see me get up. They're gonna... So for, like, 30 minutes, we're, like... Clapping and like crossing our legs, and like the minute the song, we ran out you the door. You just explained why plays and musicals are trash. And you're for, 30 seconds you're now. forced yeah. to stay yeah, here. You seat. literally have to hold going to the bathroom. Uh, yeah. Out of courtesy. Uh, it was a good play, though. Yeah, well, I'm going to go pay to sit there and have to pee for an hour. Uh, <laughs> great, fun. All right. What was the play about? Who cares? I had to pee the whole time. <laughs> uh, who cares more about me? What was the play about? I don't know. Sam had to pee during the whole entire thing. That's what I learned about it. All right. Well, you said it was good. It was a good. It was a. Uh, it was a musical parody of Back to the Future that was way funnier than it had any reason to be. I could see why that sounds risky. To come it was to risky, it. right? I was like, I don't know what this is gonna be like. We're doing a musical take on Back really to the Future. Really funny, actually. I'm playing Doc uh, Brown. It was quite the guy. That, you know what's funny? That was what sold me. The guy who played Doc Brown was like 100,000% into it. I was like, oh yeah, now I'm totally in on this now. Uh, all right, and then last but not least on this day in 1986, the first Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class was inducted. Can you guys guess the who? anyone from the first class? The who? Not, it, kind of a weird first class. It's not as rock and rolly as you'd think it would be. Somebody back from the 20s. Um, think about like... Uh, 50s. elvis um, Elvis, there you go. There's your there's one. It's got to be 50s era. Jerry Lee Lewis? No, one of your guys on here, though. 
It's a man's, man's, man's world. Jimmy B? James Brown, that's correct. James Brown and Elvis. How do you beat that class? James Brown, Elvis, Chuck Berry, Ray Charles, Ooh, Buddy Holly, wow. Fats Domino, and the Everly Brothers, which seems like the weird the weird induction. Nah, I don't really know much about the Everly Brothers. Uh, which of those people are you most excited about? James Brown, I feel like? Yeah. James Brown's the one that moves the meter the most for yeah, me for out sure. of that crew. Well, it's quite impressive that Ray Charles was blind and still made the Hall of Fame. Yes, that's very true. I'm not giving <laughs> enough credit for like doing it with that additional handicap. It's a great point. Uh, all right, let's move on to this week's stories. Disaster Cast 2019 continues to roll on. Uh, all right, so I read an art, uh, article this week about uh, why more and more people binge watch TV shows, and something we've talked about a lot. Uh, and basically, the general idea is a lot of people feel like it's almost like a form of meditation. It's the easiest way to get the maximize your enjoyment for the minimization of your effort. Uh, so. What are your thoughts? You, you're not really a binge watch person. I feel like you we watch The Office and Parks and Recreation, but like, uh, do you feel like you get some sort of relaxation out of binge watching a show? Do you feel like there's any sort of benefit to you mentally? I, I like TV, um, like writing and creation. So I, I find myself binge watching more out of like refreshment. As like, wow, with so much content, I'm engaged in something, right? Like, I yeah. more marvel at the fact that I'm, I watch so much stuff, this thing's going to keep me here for eight hours. Like, a couple of shows yeah. have done that. Um, so it doesn't do a therapeutic for me. It's like, oh, I'm relaxed. I'm like, wow, there's 50 platforms, and I'm going to sit here and watch all of one show. Yeah. They've done something, at least for me, really well, that I'm actually engaged mm-hmm. to go start to finish. If it was a two-hour movie, right, like, or an eight-hour show, like, that's pretty mm-hmm. impressive to get a person to sit there. So if you're doing it just to be mindful you know just background noise your office and all that stuff is perfect but if somebody hits like the first stranger things coming around you know how many people probably watch that and just couldn't stop that's like picking up a good book it's a rare thing mm. to be able to go start to finish on a season and be able to go all the way through it without wanting to put it down yeah i like to binge on something you know like you said i like that feeling when something catches me or i'm like oh man i gotta watch the next one um i don't prefer to binge uh, I, I get the opposite. I feel like when I binge stuff, I've already seen, right? You yeah. pop on The Office, I'm going to grind through The Office again. You know what I mean? Like, you're that's doing something else it's, when you're watching that. You're, or you should be. But yeah. it ends up just being kind of a sink, and it's a net negative because I feel like it just makes you not think. Like, okay, yeah. I'm not going to engage or think about yeah. what else is new. It's, just gonna, it's like a, I'm just going to put this like narcotic yeah. on. Maybe that's the meditation thing, right? Like well, that's sort of the yeah. argument, right? Yeah. That's that minimization yeah. of your effort to actually find You don't have to think about anything. Put on something mm-hmm. that you know you like, and I'm done with it. I don't have to flip through 50 things. Or I don't whatever. know if that's a positive. Yeah, it's not necessarily so a positive, so, right? Yeah. And that's sort of why these shows like The Office and Parks and Rec and The Good Place tend to work so well for this because of their sort of short, episodic, like yeah. re- uh, constantly revolving and evolving nature. Well, I mean, even to the nature of the week-to-week episodes, like uh, you got to get The Good Places. You might just not have watched it when it was out every single week, and this yeah. is the time to catch up real quick because people at work watch it, right? Like there's a million different... Reasons to binge watch, I never got therapeutic out of it. It's like FOMO, if anything. And it's more anxiety when it comes to that. It's like, I gotta watch it before someone tells me what happens. You know? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, we're, uh, <laughs> hey, we've been sort of rewatching Sopranos. This is like my third or fourth time watching. This is your second time watching. Are you getting anything out of it the second time through that you didn't the first time? Yeah, for yeah. sure. That shows are kind of dense. I feel like you can watch yeah, that's, Sopranos. That's a, couple. a different thing than, than trotting through something like The Office or like a Friends for the 14th time. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty dense. All right. That's all. I thought that was interesting. All right, moving on. Uh, <laughs> I've read about this crazy startup. I couldn't believe it was real. Uh, there's a controversial startup called Ambrosia, and they charge you $8,000, and what they do 
is they take your blood and replace it with a younger person's blood. <laughs> so you get a younger person's blood transfusion. Any thoughts about rotating your blood out for a younger person's blood? I feel like I saw this Younger movie. people are the only ones that are going to want to do that. So I feel like the market is 20 years away from being relevant because you got to get all these young idiots who use apps for stuff like that to be able to be like 50 to need new blood. So they might be too ahead of the curve. The My dad's is, not getting an app to swap blood out with young man's blood. He's just going to go to a regular doctor. I just feel like I wouldn't believe <laughs> you. If you told me that this is like, oh yeah, it's good for your organs, it makes you... I don't think that's true. I don't feel like it would do anything, right? This feels like a charlatan yeah, scam. So is almond right? butter. Go eat that instead. It's a scam. Have some wine with dinner or put a little olive oil it's a on clear, something. It's a clear scam. <laughs> I'm pretty sure someone told me if I drink more coffee, I'll live longer. Uh, I've heard... Right? If you would just say things. <laughs> I've heard that as well, too. That like, Well, that's a good thing. Like, you, you hear one thing you like, and then you go, like, someone's like, oh, I heard if you drink a glass of wine that it's good for your heart every day. It's like, you just want to drink a glass yes. of wine every and day. I'll, yeah, that's the... Well, no, it's people... Finding people, the information. No, it's like, people yeah. won't listen to it because they're like, oh, well, they said drinking coffee or drinking wine is good for you. It's like, no, they said six ounces of black coffee yeah. once a day can be helpful. They didn't say, oh, I should be drinking. Let's see the red wine. One transfusion. Yeah, yeah a four ounce serving of red wine might you. be good for yeah. you. But, like, it doesn't mean One transfusion of, of a young day. man's blood. No more than one. Mm. Just one. <laughs> Just one time. Uh, so, uh, speaking of weird hills to die, and I was talking about this earlier, uh, there's a city in Spain that is protesting a devil sculpture that was put up. Uh, in a in like a city area, religious nuts over there. So. Well, they're not protesting the sculpture itself. They're saying the character of the devil is being presented as too friendly. He's like a smiling sort of happy devil. Character uh, reboot. He's turning face. What's the big <laughs> deal? I watch it every Monday. People switch roles daily. I feel like people would just be more upset about the fact that there's a devil sculpture, not that he's like a friendly, jovial cherub. I like the I feel idea like... of the devil face turn and coming, <laughs> like making him a face. Well, there's a picture of him. I'll put this up on the. What do you think? Do you find the devil <laughs> charming? It's hilarious. <laughs> it's pretty good. I feel like I'd have less of a What problem. is he smiling about? That could make it evil. Ah, all the I evil see. in the world. What do you mean? He's that makes it more evil, evil, though. If yeah. he's smiling about destruction he's about to cause, then you're creeped out. It's like, what is this guy smiling? What is he about to do? <laughs> I don't like that look on that guy's face over there. What the hell's about to happen? Uh, all right, let's close it out this week with one crazy story I read. I'm terrified of that devil now. I can't stop thinking about it. He's a happy devil. He's all right. Where is he? I'm um, stay away. Spain. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> like you're ever going to Spain. Uh, did you guys The devil read... tells me to. I'm going to go to Spain looking for McNuggets. <laughs> so did you guys read about the worst sound installation ever ever created? There's this artist. Uh, his name is Max... Sound? Sound installation, yeah. His name is Max Sidentoff. Uh, and he set up a battery-powered speaker, these, like, six battery-powered speakers on pillars in the middle of the Namby Desert. And it's going to play the song Africa by Toto on repeat for all of eternity until it is consumed by sand. This is the art installation. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts about the uh, the insane sound installation and what song would you have chosen as opposed to Africa by Toto? I'm just happy he's not the Weezer version because that version sucks. I mean, it's the same exact song. It's like, not it's the, the same, same exact song. The lyrics are the same. The song is nothing the same. It's glad they're choosing Toto and it's not this weird hipster artist who just went with the Weezer version of Toto See. instead to make an even more of a statement. So I'm okay with that. You're into it. Yeah, All right. Because it's You're, not Weezer, I'm down with the whole project. The, yeah. right. Kevin, what are your 
Hey, what song would you have chosen to play into eternity? I wouldn't have. <laughs> you would not have. Why chosen? not? Because I wouldn't you have been out here. Battery power whatever they want to do in the desert. And Anybody just play who wants to apply this level of money to what's uh, <laughs> a battery powered speaker in the desert probably like seven dollars. It's art. I guess. How long does the song play? Wouldn't the battery of the speaker die before the? Well, my assumption is that there's probably some sort of like uh, installation that like keeps it. Bro- I don't know. That's probably part of the sound installation, right? The whole point is it's supposed to keep playing forever and ever and ever. Which, again, art's weird. Why? I don't understand. You got a confused look on your face, like you forgot they have little tiny solar panels. That's true. Yeah, that but it's going to be desert. consumed by sand, though, right? So until it's there, gone. Until it's so gone. It's going to play. Yeah. It's going to play until nature his, takes yeah. it. Yeah. However I nature think takes it. going to cover up its power supply in like a day. It could. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it might be the dumbest thing ever. I mean, to I'm be all fair, for it, though. it's on top of a huge pillar. That's true. So That's true. You know, physics. I would have chosen Let's Stay Together by Al Green. That would have been a better song, I feel like. More, uh, Much less memeable. You're spending money to put a meme in the desert. That's fair. Pick a song. You're not. They're not picking the songs because it's a high quality song. They're picking the song because it's tongue in cheek and people think it's funny. It's not art, though, is it? I guess everything's Doesn't anything matter. could be art. Ah, uh, this was art, I suppose. Uh, that's it. Let's call it quits. I'm tired. I want to go sit by the fire. Thanks for putting up with Disastercast 2018. Uh, thank Justin Parkinson. Made you to get coming back again. I'm off the post thing now. I changed my mind. You're, okay. Ed, Kevin's right. It's dumb. The uh, song, the the ideas run. Song's all wrong. <laughs> Kevin, but don't even follow him on Twitter. He doesn't want you to. He told me he doesn't want you. Can. You can. No, actually, not. I like it. Follow me. <laughs> I love continuing. New followers will continue to not tweet. It's pretty good. It's a high level internet operative maneuver. You could be an influencer soon. That's One true. of these days. That's I told true. you. I'm the. What do I call it? The peppery brunette. That's my favorite. Yeah, I'm doing the pep- <laughs> no, I'm doing the peppery brunette. <laughs> the peppery brunette. Uh, follow us at uh, Uticast.com, uh, Facebook, SoundCloud, Instagram, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, uh, MadeInUtica.com. Check out all the stuff going on over there. I got tickets for the next Fire Festival. Anybody wants them, call me. Set of four, ten grand. First come, first serve. Sayonara, humanoids. Keep it tight. Woodstock live. We will catch you next week, uh, hopefully with everybody back. Oh, 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 oh,